to Think Big with Bannon Kossum, and our guest today is Dr. Tom Chi. So if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, tell us where you live and what you do. Yeah, I'm actually in Wichita, Kansas in the U.S., and I'm the CEO of Polarity Medical Technology, and we created uh, devices which uh, kill uh, deadly pathogens in three seconds at their most prolific and neglected source of transmission. So you're talking about a million people globally, 100,000 in the U.S. every year dying from these largely preventable infections. And I also look like Mr. Potato Head. What's going on with you? Not too much. So I guess if you could just tell us, you know, how, how did you get your job? Oh, I'm sorry. How did I get which job? The, uh, how did you get your business? job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you start your business? Yeah, I've, uh, I've been practicing medicine for 40 years. And then uh, during the uh, COVID pandemic, I saw a study that said that in four hours, half of a facility is contaminated by one germy doorknob or door lever. And uh, it was very poignant at the time. And that, and I said, I'm going to solve that. And I did. And then COVID passed. And it turned out, though, that the uh, resistant things like uh, MRSA are killing people every day. And those that they don't kill, they certainly aren't showing a good time. And that's many, many more. And that costs about uh, $50,000 a year per patient, whether they live or they die. So there's a lot of incentives to save these lives besides just that it's a good thing to do. So anyway, I, I jumped in and I, uh, I began uh, creating engineering solutions and uh, 2000 emails back and forth with my engineers later and my engineer uh, who made the printed circuit boards and and uh, constructed the devices also created the disney lightsaber and so here we are cool so what is uh, a typical day look like for you i rely a lot on technology so i've already had two zoom meetings this morning one with uh, uh another doctor in israel who is also into medical devices and has many patents and then the last call was with a uh, distributor who does uh, millions with hospitals and owns uh, multiple companies. And so in, in this case, we're working on uh, our plans for uh, order processing, distribution and origins of orders in hospitals, which is our main focus, so that we can combat this. And these products are similar in cost to existing architectural door hardware, so it makes sense. So I rely heavily on Zoom, on Calendly for automatic calendar uh, appointments that updates itself so I could just be there when I need to be instead of going back and forth. I also uh, am on uh, Slack and was communicating uh, with the Armenians who are working on doing uh, 3D hyper-realistic hyper photos and video for our crowdfunding campaign, which is also one of the big million dollar raisers out of Armenia. And uh, and then also I'm, I'm working with another crowdfunding company on other inventions and designs. And then we go to manufacturing. And so it's really um, reaching out in all these different directions to, to move a company and to do uh, much of the work myself with a, a number of different consultants. So that's about 14 hours oh, there. That's nice. So uh, what are the things, because you are using technology a lot, so what are the things that you like in the tech you are using right now? In the which, the, in the tech that I'm using? Yeah. Well, I, I like the cross integrations because uh, being able to have all of my appointments automatically scheduled just by dropping a link into a LinkedIn or some other method of communication, there's no going back and forth on times and availability. It's easy to receive notices. It's easy with Slack because I have 
a number of different channels there. So one is with my legal team. One is with uh, with actually an accelerator that we just finished. Another mm -hmm. is with with this uh, this crowdfunding formula and their design teams. Another is with uh, one of my graphic uh, designers and PR people. And so all of these things show up automatically. So all I have to do is attend to the information, which just like with our, with our devices, it's similar to what Steve Wozniak, that co-founder uh, of Apple, he said, I love your devices because you've made it so simple for people to use. And that's what these cross integrations do. They make it so simple for me to carry out business instead of carrying out the details of software and communication and all that kind of stuff step by step as if I'm carrying water up the hill. And uh, is there anything that you really don't like and uh, could be a pain for you right now? I don't know. I mean, I wake up every day presuming that it's an obstacle course and that that's half the fun and that's what keeps me flexible and nimble. And so I, I see obstacles and I go, ah, and this is the path around. And that's what Bruce Lee taught us about the Kung Fu to be like water that can find any crack. And it so happens, by the way, that Bruce Lee's my Kung Fu uncle because my Sifu became the grandmaster and he was Kung Fu brother to Bruce Lee in Hong Kong. And uh, nice. now I'm grandmaster. <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. So do you think uh, AI can improve the daily routine or AI can play a good role in your business domain? Are there things that would improve the daily routine and in the business domain? Yeah. Even if they can help you in either case. In terms of, yeah, in terms of AI specifically. Yeah, in terms well, of AI. I, I will say first with uh, Monday.com, we're now moving into an integration that includes our emails and our trains of thought so that that's also all in one place and especially for multiple businesses. I think that the thing about AI is it gets better and better. It will be able to carry out, for instance, we're already planning on using chat chatbots for our customer service. And so, because we feel that that'll take care of probably 95% of customer service. And so there's AI for you because it's not your old chatbot. It's the new deal where you have to talk for six hours to be sure that you're talking to a robot. But uh, do you think this sort of bots can work within your own uh, technology system. Like, now I'm not saying like uh, you are going to use ChatGPT for some of your questions. I'm saying like your in, in your own website, in your own domain. Do you think these sort of chatbots can play a good role? Uh, because I know a good good story uh, from one of my from one of my friend. Like uh, he he was a doctor and. Uh, he asked for a solution uh, to a company uh, to develop something for them where they have, they will have all the books. They, they do have a data of the books, so they will have all the books placed in it. And uh, uh, he will be going to give some symptoms and symptoms will be mapped over there and it will give them data according to, accordingly. So do you think this sort of thing can work in your business as well or maybe something related to this? Well, I've already used... Um... ChatGPT to generate financial tables, projections, and all that kind of stuff. I will say the one problem I had, besides the fact that getting it to accurately provide, is that also I had to go over all of the numbers because quite frequently there are errors in the math that ChatGPT does. So mm -hmm. maybe that's GPT-4 of five, I presume is going to be exponential to four, in, in which case, presumably, and, and by the way, we're all just biding time. What you're doing, what I'm doing, we're just biding time. 
in the future, there won't be any jobs. It'll be a question of whether you want to be an angry artist or procreate all the time or uh, meditate and become the Buddha, but it won't be out of need for work. And it'll be an age of abundance. So we'll see how it goes and uh, how we're how we're treated so, by the robots. By the, yeah. yeah. So I was just gonna, yeah, yeah. So like making this transition, I mean, you said that you were a medical doctor and starting your own company. I'm sure that was kind of a scary thing. What made you want to make that transition? Like, what did that look like for you? So I'm a doctor of oriental medicine and I've treated about a hundred medical doctors, including uh, Dr. Oz. I cured uh, Mark Ruffalo from the Avengers and I've treated mm-hmm. Oprah and, and certainly a, a dozen billionaires and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's because I pioneered a unique treatment to cure pain in one treatment, not to fix arthritis, but to fix the actual pain cause. And it's medically sound as Dr. Frumpkin uh, put forth. And he said, and nothing short of astounding. So we've proved this, you know, hundreds of times over and over on video and in those big outlets. Uh, but uh, actually there was nothing scary about it because um, I, I don't scare easy. Even when I'm attacked by 10 guys, like I once was, um, that was fun. But uh, as far as the transition came, it was during COVID when, you know, all of my patients for the past 15 years have traveled from mostly out of state or out of country. And mm-hmm. so when it came to doing, um, uh, what do you call it when you sequester someone uh, during a, a pandemic, that transition period where you have to be off uh, in the, I don't know why it's escaping me. Uh, that was two weeks where we were in New York and then treating patients and then having to have them do that again, that was really prohibitive. So I couldn't treat patients. And then this came up and uh, of course my mom had COVID and then later got a uh, hospital acquired infection, uh, which was her demise. And so when I saw those needs, I just simply shifted gears. And I think that that's, uh, that's anything that we all can do is always to shift gears and do the things that are gonna be the most needed and interesting and fulfilling. And so it's like everything else I've pursued in life. I've done the things that interested me. Oh, sorry, but what was the story of that 10 guys um, that attacked by the 10 guys? Uh, to, I'll tell that briefly. I was it, When I was pulling rickshaws, which are like in China where you pull the cart with people in it. Yeah. yeah and I had, I had a stunt rickshaw built so I could do flips and all that. I was training Kung Fu 10 to 12 hours every single day for mm-hmm. five years. I was in pretty great shape, running 50 to 100 miles a week. And uh, there was a lot of gangs down there. And uh, so when they went to disturb the women in the rickshaw, then mm-hmm. then I, I said like, hey, listen, it's great you came out. It's bad that your behavior is like this. There's only 10 of you, but I'll be happy to accommodate you. But first, I would just like to thank you for coming out. And I want to let you know, we can't have this kind of fun at home. And uh, I'm just thrilled. And by the way, my leg is shaking. That's good news for you. Oh, that's bad news. That's adrenaline. Let's begin. <laughs> okay. And then that's I try to be as, as gentle as possible because it is serious business. But yeah. I was young and I was having a great time. And I try not to do too much damage because I, I really do care about people, you know. You are expert in Kung Fu and you also care about people. That's good to know. I think uh, that's something. most every martial artist is. So I uh-huh. saw a TikTok video and the guy elbows somebody in the stomach and, and and they claim it's Kung Fu. Kung Fu people don't do not do that for a demonstration to cause you severe damage. You just don't do it. They want to protect you and honor you. That's how it works. Yeah. 
martial artists don't do that kind of thing. Yeah, respect element should be there. Uh, this is great. So, uh, would you please let me know about some most difficult challenges in your career that you faced? Uh, I think when uh, Facebook changed their algorithms, that was one. <laughs> And also Facebook and God bless millenniums and everything, but they hired endless millenniums who had no real world as, as well as the ones who do, but had no real world understandings. And so, you know, we constantly have our videos banned because they were too miraculous. And I had to contact Cheryl Sandberg, who was the chief operating officer for her to straighten it out. And then in the future, every time they did it, I had to drop a copy of our chats so that they could see it was real, you know? Um, so that was one thing. As far as other challenges go, you know, the thing is, uh, I'm unstoppable as many people are, and mm -hmm. I refused to allow pain to go uncured, and I knew I could fix it, and I did, and I just plugged away at it. So I, I can't really think of too many things that I saw as challenges. I just see them as variables, and then whether it's that or when I was a, a young man, a and a painting contractor or a commercial nurseryman or a professional musician, you rise to the occasion. And whatever the variables are, whatever the details are, you find a way around. So when Marsat, when when uh, COVID ended, and I remember said, geez, it would have been great if we had this product out six months earlier. And I went, no, we need to change directions because this is going to solve the problem for most people mm -hmm. in hospitals. And, uh, and if not, you have to do what Mr. Wonderful says and take it out behind the barn and shoot it. If it's if it's no good, you got to move on. And if you've lost, then you move on. You just paid for your education. So makes sense. Completely makes sense. And uh, what do you uh, what do you think in next six months? Uh, what growth you are looking for and uh, where you are looking yourself and 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 your and your business as well. By the way, in next six months. I will tell you, by the way, that one of the keys for me is um, relationships. So if I if I don't offend somebody by uh, telling them that they need to change how they present themselves and all that kind of stuff, relationships, they make all the difference. And, and it makes it easy to work with people and to build trust. And, uh, and that's a great way to move forward. Instead of everything just being, what's in it for me? What's in it for you? And Sam Slam, you know, where you kind of have a caring connection. And the other person knows you you want to support them and that you're interested in them and vice versa. I think that the the world that makes the world go around for me. That's how I like to do business. And in the next six months, uh, we will have probably at least 10,000 to 20,000 of these units inside of hospitals. And that means that we will already see hundreds or thousands of lives being saved. So that's kind of a great a great thing. We, uh, we're at that point where we've, we've slingshotted, and so we're, we're seeing our growth just go through the, the, the ceiling. And one of those was coming out of stealth mode. So right now we have new manufacturing, we have uh, new investors, uh, we have unbelievably motivated distributors who really believe in this and surprised the hell out of me. I, I thought that I would be carrying the banner. I didn't expect others to go above and beyond, and that's what's happening. And then we we even have merger and acquisition offers. So I think that as far as startups go, we're on a good track. We're moving in a great direction and that we'll be all over Amazon and we'll be in, in many new hospitals. We'll be plotted to go into those hospitals as they're building. 
will already be retrofit in hospitals. And then we'll start to look at the uh, cruise ships and uh, hotels and all that kind of stuff. Also, we have a more extensive product line. We've focused on the door levers because that's what's really the, the most poignant. But we also have a module that just clicks on that also does the air. We also have modular modules which just snap into place on hospital beds, railings, mm -hmm. carts, grocery carts. We have light switches, uh, elevator buttons, and, and pu pushes and pulls. So there's a whole product line there. And then uh, at that point, I presume I will I will start to transition into a consultant role when we go to merger and acquisition, and I can uh, move on to the other billion patent pending items that I have, and I do have probably about 50 items patent pending. And by the way, mm -hmm. we also have magnetized acupuncture needles that are patented, and those will be uh, on Amazon probably within uh, 60 to 90 days, and that's kind of something everybody's always wanted is magnetized acupuncture needles and we have medical magnets to go with them. And then I presume we'll be coming back to you for some AI solutions, right? Sounds great. Yeah. So I guess I was wondering, you were talking about relationships and networking. I think so many people think they have to live in a certain city or be somewhere. I mean, you live in Wichita, Kansas. It's not a big city. Do you think it's been an obstacle? How have you been able to overcome that per se in your business living in a smaller city? Yeah, I, I feel that uh, these days, anybody who says that anything is an obstacle, anything is misguided. And if you want to see the answer to that, then you can go on YouTube and see the gentleman who has no arms and no legs and comes out and owns the room and owns the day and owns his heart and owns your heart and owns motivation. And when you see that, you, you recognize there really is no obstacle to anything. So if you have limitations, then you need to bring people in who don't have those limitations. If you have the capacity to learn, then you can own those. If you don't have the capacity to learn, that's okay. You can still be amazing. And I was in an, uh, the Mass Challenge uh, Israel Accelerator, and the, the guy who created it, John Hawthorne, who created the Mass Challenge, he told the story, and I'll be very succinct about he was like uh, at Harvard or MIT and everybody's partying and, and they're doing all, the whole deal. And then he went to this other thing and it, it was in a gymnasium, everybody spread out and they're like groups of five and they're just staring at the floor. And it turned out to be all the geeks. And one of them had a way to take air uh, water out of air. Another one had a way to fly a balloon that's gonna bring power anywhere, anytime. And another one for this. And he said, wow, I didn't know you could choose to be amazing. And he chose to be amazing by creating these accelerators for people like that and for Mr. Potato Head. So I don't think that uh, there are obstacles and especially with technology. You know, back when I was young and, and, and I was a, a contractor and I was doing all the University of Miami's work, multiple schools, we didn't have cell phones or computers. So I had to drive all over everywhere, run everything, do all the ordering, use it. And I had to have two hours of phone time every day in the office. These days, you have everything everywhere all the time. So I think when people uh, find a good idea and they double check it, don't listen to Barbara from the Shark Tank and promote it and make sure it's big before you bother with the, the money that you have to put into patenting. Because then it, you don't get a patent because the whole world knows about it. You can't patent it. By the way, when it comes to patenting, people should keep in mind, before you just go spending seven to 15 grand on a patent, realize that you can do a provisional patent that's good for a year. I have many patents pending and a number of issued patents. And in a provisional patent, it's a lot less cost and 
you can throw as many ideas into one provisional patent as you want, as long as a year later, you're willing to pay to break them out into real patents. So, and then when you do that, if you go PCT, which is global, you have 18 months before you have to complete that. And then you could choose your countries. So be careful and don't forget like thoughts to paper is a good one because it's discount and they're really good. And you can do patenting and trademarking and all that kind of stuff right there. Technology is the answer to your question. Without this technology, I probably couldn't do it, but I couldn't do it anywhere. Without this technology, if I was in New York City, I'd have to go to somebody's office and meet with them one-on-one. -on -one. Instead, I go on LinkedIn, I could take the same message if I want and reach out to chief technology officers from 50 companies that interest me, send them the messages and see which fish which fish are biting. That's awesome. Yeah, technology is, is I mean, Kasuman, I've never met, and he's in Pakistan, I'm in Texas, so there you go. But yeah, that's exactly. awesome. Exactly. And I have people on the Pain Whisperer team, which is the work that I do. And and you you maybe you saw one of those videos, the painwhisperer.com. I have, you know, my staff, I've never met them. And this is like 15 years later. In person, I've never met them. You know, we don't do anything except online. All of our communications with payments, payments, uh scheduling, uh questions answered, it's all done online. It's all done automatically these days just by going to a page and there's a Calendly link. It's linked to PayPal. It also has all of our information and policies. And then we, you know, we always treat people with respect. We honor them and uh, leave them, you know, nine times out of 10 in a situation where they have incurable pain, it's cured and they experience it tangibly and then it lasts. Otherwise, move on. If you're doing something that doesn't do what it says it'll do, isn't useful, can't either be patented or otherwise in demand, and you, you don't belong to be there. And I just, in the accelerator, I was in some pretty wonderful people who didn't have a patent, didn't have a system that could be patented, and they were doing things that anyone can do. And it's hard to attract uh, partners and investment and all that if anybody yeah. could do it, as Mr. Wonderful says, what's to keep me from going out and having my people do it at half the price you can and stomp on you like the cockroach you are, which is his way of expressing, not mine. Awesome. Well. Dr. Shi, thank you so much for your time. How could somebody reach out to you and thank you for doing this interview? Uh, I don't know that anybody needs to thank us, but you can find us at polaritymedical.com. That'll show the devices. It'll show the website that needs to be upgraded, or maybe they get there after it's been upgraded, but everything else is upgraded. Awesome. awesome. Well, thank you so much. And yeah, it was a great conversation. I learned a lot. So yeah, thanks again for your time. Thank you for the work you're doing. And I and I had a chance when we when we had a brief chat yesterday, I had a chance to get to know you guys a little bit. I really love your motivation. I, I think you're on a great mission and I wish you all the success, man, because you're really helping people. Thank you so much. And likewise, we're uh, rooting for you and, and Polarity Medical as well. By the way, I like your ideas. You have a lot of ideas. I will stay connected with you because I, I always like, like ideas. <laughs> well, let's let's make sure we stay connected. And I have ideas that had yes. ideas. It takes me eight <laughs> seconds, though. So if you got something challenging, watch out. I'm going to need eight whole seconds to come up with a solution. Sounds good. Cool. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Thank you. Thank you so oh, much. And uh, I got one other thing if there's time. Sure. Yeah, go for it. Okay. This is important for creators that are looking to create. Uh, when I was a kid, I read a book and it was on Thomas Edison, the inventor, the prolific inventor. And Thomas Edison, it said, would lay on a massage type table with his arms extended toward the floor, a ball bearing in each hand, 
and the equivalent of a walk or metal pan under his hands. He would lay down and he would allow himself to drift off, which is, by the way, is slowing your brain waves. He would lay in this state and he would do his creating there. And when the ball slipped out of his hands, it meant that he went too far, crossed the line and fell asleep and he'd pick up the balls and begin again. MRI studies show that the aha moments happen when we are in alpha or slower brainwave uh, wavelengths. Most people are in beta all the time and they, they may have a glass of wine or read a book or daydream and they start to slip into alpha. So you can daydream and that's a great place to create. For myself, I began meditating when I was 16 and meditated deeply. And after a year of using a galvanic skin response meter that shows the speed of your brain waves, I discovered that my brain waves have never gone back to the beta state where most people live and have always been alpha or slower. And it enables a creative fire that's benign and delicious that you can have from morning till evening. And if you don't want to create, that's okay too, because it also brings delicious, deep contentment. It's like being massaged by a hundred people all at one time, all day long. Other than that, I have no opinion. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, that was great. Very insightful. So yeah, thanks again. Big finish. Uh -huh. Take care. Yeah. Yeah, thank, you. All right, yeah, thank you so much. All right. Thanks. All right, I hope so. to talk to you guys soon. Sounds great. Yeah. Likewise. Likewise. Yeah. yeah.